Blog Talk Radio.
listening to the Wisdom of Spirit with Rose and Winterbrook. I am Rose, and we're bringing on Winterbrook right now. Hi, Hi Winterbrook. Hey, everybody. Hey, Rose. How are you? Oh, good, 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 good. Um, this show is airing every Thursday evening at 7 p.m. with both myself and Winterbrook. We are both psychic mediums. And we offer here a myriad of spiritual and metaphysical insights to help and guide you in your day-to-day living. Our topics will include, in that limited, two spirit messages and guidance, psychic and mediumship chats, alternative healing modalities. We do have a monthly meditation the first Thursday of each month. And right now, at this point, let me um, give you guys a little heads up. During the months of July and August, the show will only be airing once a month, the first Thursday of each month for the meditation. The remainder of both months we're not going to be on air because everybody just has a little breaky-poo and a lot of people are busy doing things, so we're taking a little hiatus for those two months. Um, also, chakras, gemstones, tarot, runes, different forms of divination, uh, astrology, animal communication, and more. We do have special guests from time to time as well, and we invite you to join us. Another heads up, our special guest on the 29th of June is going to be Gypsy Moon. Gypsy Moon is a psychic medium as well, but she is a phenomenal uh, paranormal investigator, otherwise known as Ghost Hunter. But um, definitely join us on the 29th. For more information about me, Rose, visit www.readingswithrose.com. And for more information about Winterbrook, visit her website, www.winterbrookmedium.com. This evening, the topic is, what is mediumship? And um, we are going to have... Uh, Winterbrook expands on that for us. Oh, one more announcement. I'm sorry, but um, it's like, I don't know, I've got brain fog. What's going on with Saturn? It's turning me upside down. I, I apologize. Yeah, just want to let you guys know. I am giving Reiki Level 1 and 2 classes in June. The Level 1 is June 17th. That's the Shoden, and then level two, Okuden, is taking place on June 24. So if you want information about those classes, give me a shout-out, email, call, get me on social media, you know, whatever you got to do. Also, people, before I forget, if you want to call into the studio with a question or a comment or if you'd like a mini-reading or whatever, or if you just want to talk to us, the number here in studio is 347 Six seven seven zero six nine nine, and if you want to speak, just make sure you press the number one on your phone. Otherwise, I won't know that you want to speak or you have a question, and I won't pick up the line because I won't see the the famous question mark. And as I that, we're all good. Um, okay, Winterbrook, tell us your upcoming schedule because you're the busy bee. Well. Um I'm going to be running a couple of drop-in psychic mediumship development classes in July and August. Uh, Two Tuesday evenings in July, which would be July 18th and the 25th, and two Wednesday evenings in August, August 16th and August 23rd. They're at my office. You have to be on Long Island to actually take advantage of them. Um, But if you are and if you're free... Uh, drop by. You don't have to RSVP. Just double check they don't get last minute cancellation for weather or anything. And um, it's a great way to check it out if you haven't been, or if you have been and you want some practice, those are great evenings as well. I'll be at the North Merrick Library the end of August, and I have a few Reiki classes that uh, they're already filled, but I'll be teaching as well over the summer. But kind of going to be quieter summer for me. I have a lot of family commitments. Um, to tend to this summer. so And then I'll be raring to go again once Saturn retrograde is over August 25th and into September. So anyway, those are my upcoming events. 
I'm going to lose my mind by then. It feels like a back pressure mercury retrograde, but a little bit different, and it's just, it's craziness. Really crazy, strange energy. Yes, and so, there's, not that I'm an astrologer by any means, but um, I'm observant, so sometimes I look things up or I catch things uh, and I read them. Apparently, uh, Jupiter is uh, retrograde as well and that ends tomorrow which is the full moon um in Sagittarius and uh, according to what I've been reading it's a really good strong full moon between two super moons and you can release some blocks and then you know get ready for the universe to um help propel you in the directions you're supposed to be going according to your soul plan it's true, it's true, but there's a lot of upheaval, too. I mean, I really, it's like the placement of the planets right now, it's like they're trying to shake us all up to do what is necessary for us to do. And unfortunately, some people just aren't getting it. So, yeah, I mean, there's a shake-up, and a lot of times, it could be disturbing or it disorients you, from, but there's a reason for that because they want you to go, what the, hmm, maybe I should try this. You know, find a new path. They nudge you to a new direction because I know the other day I was doing something and what I wanted to do I couldn't do. And I was like, okay, alternate route. And that's what I've been telling my clients. It's like, you know what? It's alternate route time. If you can't do something the way you'd like to, the way you think it should be, the way you think is the right way to go or whatever, and you feel that there's a wall in front of you, alternate route. So a couple of them are starting to take that advice, and uh, it's making their life a lot easier. So, um, you know, you got to be flexible. you got to be flexible to survive. Because if you're stuck in your ways and you think that the universe is going to bow to you and bend to you and allow you to do what you want when you're maybe actually on the wrong path and you're not taking the hints and you're not getting the nudges, well, then they're going to really shake up things. So just try and be the moment and go with the flow as much as you can. Absolutely. The palm tree that... Bends with the wind, survives, and the oak tree that is unable to uh, splits. Oh, my so, favorite Bruce Lee quote, be like water. Because water can path. destroy and water can polish and water can, can soothe. So you have to be flexible, fluid like water, like he says. Oh, very nice. But are we going to talk about mediumship? My favorite topic tonight. Yeah. Oh, my God, I could feel her excited energy in the voice vibration. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, we're going to talk about all types of mediumship tonight, and we're really going to encourage you guys to join in. Um, either press number one if you're listening by phone, on your phone to get on the line, uh, put some questions in the chat room. You can ask questions about the topic tonight, which is mediumship, yippee. Or if you have your own questions and you'd like some insight from guidance, you may also ask a question that way. So let's talk about mediumship. What is it? Well, mediumship is communication with uh, beings on the spirit plane. All right? So basically... um, Discarnates, which is based our loved ones who are physically deceased, they go up into the world of spirit. It could be angels. They are beings that live um, on the plains, not the earth plane, although they visit us. And it's generally some form of communication. Now, there's um, three types. There's mental mediumship, and there's physical mediumship. And then there's the gray area in between. 
Okay, those are the three uh, ways that it's generally divided. And, of course, like I usually tell people that I'm speaking to about this, if you go online, you might find some information, a little contrary to the way I'm explaining it, and that's okay. There's no official book that, that provides, um, you know, a universal definition or a universal chart of what this is. So, you know, depending on, on which person you're speaking to and how they were trained, whether formally or informally, um, their explanation might vary a bit, just so you don't go a little crazy, because I'm hoping uh, by tonight's show we might inspire you to do a little bit more investigating to find out about mediumship and, and if you have your own abilities or if you just want to get involved and, and witness it, because that's a wonderful thing. So mental mediumship is receiving communication from the world of spirit. And that's normally what you see demonstrated by, like, John Edwards or Teresa Caputo or James von Prague, uh, you know, gallery style where they're up on a stage and, and addressing an audience and bringing through Aunt Bertha or Grandma. That's all forms of mental mediumship. And if the way you receive... My favorite. Yes, yes. That's also one-on-ones. Um, you know, when you go see a medium one-to-one or a small group and they're bringing through your loved ones and they're relaying to you information, almost like they're an operator. Um, the way they receive the information is a variety of methods. One is called claircognizant. And all the names of these are actually French derivatives. Uh, and that's just kind of a clear knowing. Uh, all of a sudden the information pops in the medium's head. And I'll use the term medium loosely because even if you don't identify yourself as a medium, you might have mediumship abilities, okay? So if something just kind of pops in your head and there's no reason for you to have known that, so it's not coming from your memory banks, um, that would be an example of claircognizance. A second matter uh, in which most people associate with um, mental mediumship is clairvoyance. And that's where you're clearly seeing or you're seeing images projected by the spirit communicator. And generally you're seeing it in your mind's eye, although that can be further um, divided into objective or subjective. Subjective is what you see in your, in your mind's eye like your imagination, if you kind of close your eyes right now and visualize an apple. That might be very similar to the way a medium receives an image from spirit. And not necessarily, but just trying to give you an example. Objective clairvoyance is when, with your eyes open, you're seeing the spirit walk through the room. All right, that's Hello. a different type. Yeah, have you had that both? That was my mediumship. Uh, that was my medium, my introduction to mediumship. I used to see people who I knew were not alive just like walk in, and I thought I was losing my mind. But yes, if if no one it got better it when it you. kind of shifted gears toward the mental, you know, mediumship. You know, um, towards doing it subjective, having right. the messages come through mentally or clairaudiently or whatever, but. Well, objective clairvoyance is a form of mental mediumship. It's it's not, unless they're materialized using ectoplasm, um, and generally you don't have that in broad daylight. I mean, materialization using a substance called ectoplasm um, that's extracted from the physical medium, the sitters, and from also and combined with chemicals from the um, spirit world, that could create a solidified spirit. And um, although I personally have never touched one, I have sat in a couple of seances, uh, you know, pitch black, a red light, and um, the spirit, and that these mediums were capable of full materialization, and um, basically the spirits developed into form, and people that did touch them felt it warm, just like a, you know, a real hand or something. So, anyway, back to mental. I could talk all night about this stuff. Um, so clairvoyance. Not an hour, babe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is my this is my baby. Mediumship. I love this. All right. So clairvoyance 
is seeing spirit, but you're not necessarily limited to just seeing a picture or an image of grandma. Grandma might send you an object like a pearl necklace or you might, you know, for me, I get words sometimes. I'll see the word grateful in gold writing because the spirit's trying to convey to me that they are grateful to the person I'm bringing through the message to. So you can see words, numbers, faces, body parts. Sometimes I just see hands, and I'll know, well, this person was very good at grooming. They did a lot of manicures or something. Um, another method that we use is clairaudience. And this is actually more common than people realize. Um, clairaudience is hearing spirit. Now, you might hear a name. You might hear a phrase. Uh, you might hear almost a conversation. And the thing is, it's in your head. All right, so sometimes you're automatically disregarding it because it's one of a gajillion thoughts running through there. But what I find, too, is spirit will project songs, and you'll hear a song in your head. And most people willingly accept that. They may not understand they're actually exercising a form of clairaudience in that moment, um, but because, you know, it's so common to say, oh, I have this song stuck in my head. It kept popping into my head. It's very acceptable versus them saying, oh, I'm hearing voices. So the next time a song pops into your head, take a moment. See if it reminds you of anyone who's up in the world of spirit. Or perhaps look up the lyrics to see if it's a message, whether it's one of your loved ones or one of your guides. You know, my favorite is... Um, when I'm concerned about whether I should take an action and I seek guidance, if it's not good for me, my, my, uh, the, I'll hear the Beatles song. Mother Mary said to me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be. And that's my signal to say, yeah, you're going to make a mess of this. Turn your attention to something else. So um, another way. Hey, Pamela Cummins, she, she gets that a lot. I forgot what she used to call herself, but. Every time she would do a reading, a song you know she a song would come to her, and she had a a song for each person you know each person who called in or had a question she, her and her they were very connected to the songs, so yeah, absolutely, and that's why it's more clear audience I think is more common than people realize um, people aren't going to willingly accept you know, somebody calling their name or they're just, or like a phrase, they just think it's a memory, right, surfacing because maybe um, uh, you're, you're, somebody always had um, a funny saying like uh, shishka bibbles and you just remember that because that's what they used to say. But you hear a song, you know, it's like, oh, there's a song in my head. So listen up. Um, another method that spirits use to communicate information to us is through uh, clairsentience, which is clear feeling. And they can um, convey a, a lot of different information through that. Uh, they can, you can feel how their personalities were. So uh, if all of a sudden you're feeling really shy and you're, you know, you're a pretty outgoing person, you could probably toss that up to your shy Aunt Bertha stepping in. Uh, or you might, I feel physical traits. I could feel taller. Um, I've had dogs come through that had hip dysplasia, and all of a sudden I'm feeling it in my hip. You know, or you could feel a physical ailment of a, that a person had when they were here on the earth plane, or maybe they share with you the nature of their passing. Maybe they had a heart attack and all of a sudden you're feeling tightness in the chest. So all types of information can come through clairsentience. Some mediums actually, and this is where you kind of get into the gray area, it's not really clairvoyance, but they, they get images, but they're almost like fuzzy images. So it's not crystal clear clairvoyance, so it's lumped in with clairsentience. Um, another method is clairalliance or clear smelling. I don't have this particular ability, but a lot of people do. And that's where you're basically standing somewhere and all of a sudden you're smelling a particular scent that's associated with one of your deceased loved ones. Okay, or a loved one of somebody you need to tell, hey, your loved one's here. 
like a perfume or cigarette smoke, and there's no physical explanation as to why you are smelling that scent at that location. So it's not like you're in a public building where somebody else just walked by with it. Um, it's just it's a scent. They're letting you know they're here. Claire that reminds me of the time when I published my second book. Upon the publishing of my first book, my dad came through and I yelled at him. <laughs> Said the wrong thing at the wrong time. So when I published the second book, a week after the publishing, I kept smelling cigar smoke. It was making me crazy because I have my own home detached. It's not like I was in a public place or a building, but I kept smelling cigar smoke. I went outside. I looked in the yard. I looked in the front. I was looking all over the house. Like, I don't understand this at all. Finally, it hit me. It was my dad in spirit, but he wasn't going to come in and allow me to see him like he did the first time. He didn't want to get blasted. So he wanted me to know he was here, and that was the form he chose to communicate, the the smell of the cigar smoke. So, Aww. Yeah. Yeah, it was a clear communication. But first, you know, my first impression is go to the actual physical earth plane. Somebody's smoking outside my house or, or whatever, but no, that was dead. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. With some of the stuff, you need to rule out the physical, um, just, you know, to make sure. A really cool way to receive communication that not a lot of people have, but if you could develop it, I, sh- I strongly recommend it, is clear gustance, and that's clear taste. And why, although it does limit you, the type of information you can bring through, because basically you're limited to foods and drinks, um, it's really cool. And if you think about it, if you can get them to send you um, chocolate brownies, you can enjoy the brownie without the pain of the elliptical machine to work off those calories. (laughs) So, honestly, when I've gotten it, it tastes as good, if not better, than the actual food because sometimes, like, I got lobster once, but I hadn't had lobster in a really long time. So the next day I had to go running off to the fish market and get a lobster just to say, yep, it was definitely lobster that they sent me. So um, there are other breakdowns. Those are the six common ways that most um, mediums here in the U.S. describe it. Um, some t- mediums just kind of condense them and just say there's three methods or four methods. There are other mediums that break it out even even farther. So, um, but that's a pretty good intro if you want to use those six ways, and it gives you a really broad um, ability to receive different you know communications differently. Now. One of the things that I am really excited about that I'm actually trying to develop, whether it will happen, who knows, because uh, it can take many, many years, is uh, physical mediumship. And that's where the communication, and when I use communication, it could merely be to prove the continuity of life by you know, materializing and showing that they are, in fact, still existing, even up on another plane. Um, and in this, the forms of physical mediumship, it's um, your physical senses can witness the spirits, your eyes. You know, you don't need to use your third eye. It's your physical eyes seeing. It's your physical touch. It's um, physical hearing. There's something called direct voice. And again, this is done uh, in say, usually in seance conditions, although it, it can happen spontaneous. There's a, a famous, he's deceased now, a famous physical medium, Leslie Flint. And he wrote a book, and he was in the movie theater once, and um, trying to watch a movie, and <laughs> the spirits, you know, tapped into his physical mediumship capability because it's um, not everybody can do this. And they start talking and making, you know, words and such, interrupting the other uh, moviegoers um, trying to watch the movie because it was like somebody was talking, but it was actually the spirits. But in today's world, usually we do this by sitting in a seance, and it's um, most uh, mediumships do it in um, a dark room. 
uh, especially if they're trying to cultivate uh, ectoplasm mediumship, where ectoplasm is made um, by excreting substances from the physical medium and the sitters and combining them with substances from the world of spirit. Uh, it kind of looks like somebody's described it as cheesecloth. And it's, it's hard to see. And, you know, sometimes they'll put a red light in the room uh, because if you put white light or you did it in bright light, <clears throat> the ectoplasm um, shirks back, it snaps back into the physical medium. And actually when that happens, if it's, you know, done abruptly, it can cause uh, severe burns and uh, possibly even be fatal to the physical medium. So you have to be a little careful when you're, um, you know, developing and using physical mediumship. But anyway, the different forms of it is direct voice, like I mentioned, so you, everybody in the room can hear the spirit talking. And um, spirit uses like a voice box from the medium sometimes to uh, create that phenomena. Materialization, which I talked about earlier. And if you ever have the opportunity to attend a physical seance with a medium capable of uh, materialization. Please do so. I mean, obviously, you want to make sure it's a reputable medium, uh, but it is an experience you will remember for your entire life. It is so outrageously awesome. That's the best way I can describe it. Um, I have a question of- because. Don't I'm not that you know into the mediumship area, but I heard that you know to be around or to have that exoplasm experience, it's supposed to be a rare one. Would you say it's rare? Or would you say it's commonplace? Oh no no no, it's extremely rare, and for a couple of reasons. First, it is believed, and I have to say it is believed because you know they're still learning about it. Not every person has the chemical makeup required to create ectoplasm. So there's an actual body chemistry that needs to be there from what I'm told. So that's the first thing. Secondly, to develop, I think there's maybe a, maybe a handful to a dozen uh, mediums out in the world today that can do um, materialization, full, full body materialization. Um, and to develop that type of mediumship, it is not uncommon to have to sit for 20 years. I mean, sit, like, usually weekly. I, myself, and my group, we sit twice a month, every other Monday, pretty much. Um, you know, and we've been doing this a few years, and we don't have that kind of, I don't even know if I'll get to that phenomena, but um, it's cold breezes, that's another phenomena that happens. And... Um, Levitation, that's another uh, ability, physical form of mediumship. One of my favorite mediums of all time, Daniel Douglas Holmes. He is deceased. He's back from the 1850s and on. Uh, He used to be the grandmaster of levitation. He would be levitated and floated right out of a window. I'd love to do that. Wow. And then levitation comes into play with trumpets, which is... um, something that you'll use in a, in a physical circle. And um, sometimes the ectoplasmic rods are created that jut out of the medium and that holds on to the trumpet, and then the trumpet rises, and then the spirits speak through the trumpet because it kind of looks like um, a cyclical uh, horn, like a straight horn, but it's narrower on one side and bigger on the other in order to make it louder. And I always say I can't get my trumpets up. I've got two of them. They haven't moved yet. We've only got rocking. But I do have a stuffed animal in my um, seance room. And according to my sitters, its eyes move and it moves. But, of course, I don't see this because I'm sitting in a cabinet trying to get out of the way. Um, I have a friend whose grandfather used to rock tables. Oh, table tipping. Yeah, that's another. Absolutely. And that's something you can do in the light. Um, That's how uh, modern spiritualism 
in the beginning of modern spiritualism with the Fox sisters, they, they demonstrated with rapping and then they also used um, table tipping. So uh, that's really cool. If you if you ever want to try that, I usually like a three-legged table, and you just gently put your hands on the rim of the table, the big three or four of you, and then um, singing. You want to sing because when you and sing up songs, don't sing anything slow. But uh, we like row 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 your boat and um, different songs like that with a with a fast. You know what I just was, heard? Don't you come what? home, Bill Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if you ever want to try that, but somebody said the Bill Bailey song. Oh, okay. I'm not familiar with that. Well, see, I don't sing because I sit in a cabinet when I'm sitting. Uh, it's basically a coffin, an upright coffin. That's what I like to call it, with a drape. And um, I sit there and try to get out of the way. So uh, trying to develop deeper and deeper trance. It's a process, let me tell you. And the, the, my sitters... They all see this this stuff happening, so and they sing. Um, so what else do we? Oh, application. That's always fun. I have a friend who lives in Australia. He's really good at application, and he it happens to him in broad daylight. He could be sitting in a cafe, and it can happen. It's really funny. It's where spirit brings something from one place and drops it right in your séance room, or in, in Marty's case, uh, right Marcus's case, right in, in his plate. Some, um, a lot of the physical mediums that are working tonight, uh, today, these days, they're getting um, stones. Like, and, you know, the stones, you, you remember Sandy was wearing, uh, Sandy Ingham is a friend of mine from England, and she just visited a few weeks, and, and Rose was able to meet with her. And did you see that little orange stone necklace she was wearing? I'd lie if I said I recall, but no, I, okay. I, I'm, I'm sure she Nope. Okay. We, all right. Well, it's a little orange stone necklace, and it's an apport or an apport. And what it, the medium did, it was Michael Shane down in Florida. Um, in the seance, it came out of his eye, his eyeball. And it fell, and it was a real gel-like substance. And then as the air was hitting it, it got harder and harder. And it looks like a little crystal. And she put it on a chain, and that's, she wears it all, all the time. It was created from the world of spirit. So out of his it. eye. Yeah. That's mind blowing. You know, if you wow. do plasm, it can come out of your mouth, it can come out of your ear, your solar plexus, your nose. When I saw the pictures of Jack Weber, he was another famous physical uh medium back in the forties. Uh with ectoplasm and oh, he was funny and it has pictures of him. And uh, he's in a deep trance, and the spirits actually take his – he's tied up. That's the other thing with physical mediumship. The mediums, their wrists are tied to the chair, and their ankles are tied with, like, plastic ties, a la Fifty Shades of Grey. That's the name of the movie, right? So um, it, they removed his coat, and this picture showing the coat being pulled off by the spirit. It's really cool. And they did a lot of apports with him. And they also, with the ectoplasm, it was like coming out of his nose and his mouth. And I saw that, and I said, damn, if I develop this, right, if I'm lucky enough, no boy's ever going to kiss me. <laughs> they can see me doing that. So That's really got to be taxing on the physical body, though. Yes, it is. It, it definitely is. Um, it's one of the more taxing forms of mediumship out there. I mean, I personally, uh, you know, mine isn't anywhere. I'm just getting cold breezes and I'm doing some trance speaking and things like that. But from what I've heard from other mediums who practice it, you know, it, it, it can be very draining. They have to, it's not something you do all day long. You should try to limit, you know, the number of sittings you do in a week and, you know, just so that you don't – this Jack Wagner, um, he really overworked, it's believed. So, yeah, um, yeah. Right, now you I believe it. When I, do, when I do a party or something, my psychic readings, I don't get drained. I could do anywhere from, I'd say, 10 to 12 readings a day. Not a problem. But if 
in those readings, a lot of people want to connect with uh, people in spirit, and then i got to go into mediumship mode. If I connect more than, I'd say, three people with someone in spirit, I'm white, <laughs> like totally white. So yeah, you've got a good you got to build up endurance, even with the mental mediumship. When I first started out, uh, especially if I did a public den where you have 50, 75, 100 people, I was wiped out the next day. I mean, I had done church platform work, but you're only up there for 5, 10 minutes, so it was okay. But uh, general work where you're doing 45 minutes to an hour, um, when you're just wiped. Uh, but you build up endurance. You know, and it's Wait, always... we have a question, and oh, according good. to what I'm seeing here, this person's been holding for a very long time. However, person, your uh, question mark just showed up now. Two four zero, you're on the air with Rose and Winterbrook. Who are we speaking with? Uh, this is hi, George. Zero. Hi, George. Hi, George. Yeah, hi. Uh, congratulations you, on Colin. your excellent show. Thank you. Rose, hey, this thank is a good, you. This is a good friend of mine, George. He lives in Florida, and um, he's been leading circle development circles for, what, 25, 30 years? Well, uh, more like 15. Oh, 15. Okay. And um, I met George. We both studied with James Von Prague. Oh, God, was it about eight, nine, ten years ago now? Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, and then we went and we'd meet up at other workshops. Um, so how can we? What what can we do for you, George? Uh, tonight, I just wanted to say hi and congratulations. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. And uh, convey that to your partner there. Oh, she hears you. We're both on with you. Yeah, we're oh, both. We can both hear. <laughs> okay. Congratulations Thanks, to both George. of you. Thanks, George. Sorry you had to hold Thanks. so long, but, you know, yeah, Live Talk Radio best. does have its glitches. Give our best okay. to Castega. Um, George, where, where uh, yeah, are you? Yeah, it's a, I, I go to Castega regularly. I have to go uh, there. Where are you in Florida, George? The Villages. And I'm now organizing a spiritualist gathering uh, with some people that I met here. And we um, we have a service once a month. And um, <clears throat> we get between uh, 40 and uh, 50 or 55 people. And it's, uh, wow. it's, it's really going well, and I'm very happy with it. So. Well, congratulations, George. I'm glad it is going so well. Terrific. Yeah. And one of the other the people that um, actually I took over from this lady, uh, Roseanne, is uh, also supposedly listening tonight. Maybe she'll say hi, too. I don't know. But. <laughs> well, we'd love to say hi. And if you have a question, you could do that or just hi or chime in. Uh, it's wonderful. People get bored of listening to my voice. <laughs> no, you were doing excellent tonight. I mean, I, you're very yeah, good. Yeah, she does great. <laughs> yes. I love mediumship, but you know that very well, George. Um, so, and thank you. Thank you for your kind words. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll leave time for some other people now. So. Right. Be well. Thanks for calling, George. Take care. Okay, Best of luck. Bye. Wow. Yeah, I have a friend down in, uh, she's down in Lecanto, and she keeps telling me about Casa Vega. It's like, okay, on my list. Oh, we got another caller here. Hello, let's see. 631, you're on with Winterbrook and Rose. Hello. Hi. Hello, who are we speaking with? Hi. This is Roseanne, the person that George was just talking about. Oh, yeah, he just spoke about you. Thanks for calling in, Roseanne. Yes, well, nice to meet you, too. He's told me quite a bit about you, and I hope uh, at some point we get to meet uh, in the physical, too. (laughs) That would be good. That would be good. Yes, I'm always Uh, flying on the astral planes. You never know when you're going to bump into me. 
<laughs> True. <laughs> uh, I, di- I did have a question. Um, I have had my home up for sale for over six months, and I have not um, been able to sell it. And I'm at the point now where I'm thinking maybe I should just take it off the market. Maybe it's, it hasn't sold because it's not meant to be. Um, and every now and then I feel my mom very strongly. She's gone over 10 years. Uh, just like what you were saying before, she'll just, it, she'll, I feel like she's just there. Even though I know physically she's not there, but I'll just think of her. And uh, so I wonder, but I don't always get messages. I feel more just her presence that she's watching over me. Well, that's beautiful to be able to do that. Um, now, is the home, where is the home? Is it on Long Island? No, 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 it's not. I, I originally did live on Long Island. I lived in Lake Ronkonkoma um, for 30 years. But I moved to Florida, and I live not far from George. I live in a town called Summerfield, which is right next to the villages where he lives. Yeah. Going back and forth, Long Island or Florida, he wasn't sure um, where it was. Okay, because now in Florida, is the market depressed? I think it. I think it has gotten depressed. Um, I yeah, noticed the home. What I, I got was it's more of a market issue, not an issue as to it's not supposed to happen. And you should. Is your house priced to sell? Mm, well, the prices have been coming I down think, in the area. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to be surprised because I got three more months, so. By September, you should be getting a nibble or something. You said it was you had it on the market for six months. Yes. Mhm. Spirit said three and more I, months between the six and the nine, it's going to sell. Don't get discouraged. Okay. Well, my only thought was I had actually thought about taking it off the market until September. So it's kind of funny that you said that uh, because I'm also starting a new job. So I thought. Maybe I'm trying to do too much all at one time. Oh, well, that's something entirely That's also clear. possible because maybe if you take it off the market, speak to your real estate agent, maybe you should tweak the price and have it go back on. I don't know real estate, so. Yeah, yeah. that's my big thing here I'm getting. You need to look at the prices at price to sell in the market it's in. And if you're mm-hmm. not that... Motiv- you're not, I don't want to say word motivated, but if you're not under the gun to get it, to, to, to unload it now because you want to focus on the new job, which congratulations. Thank um, you. Then, yeah, you know, maybe take it off for a bit, check with the realtor, maybe get the right one. Is they marketing it, marketing the best, and um, then mm. put it back up. Okay. Yeah, I haven't had much luck with real estate agents. I don't know what it is. I just think my my daughter always says to me, Mom, I don't know how you pick these people. <laughs> but uh, it's, yeah, what it's I'm getting is I think the market, the, the price may need to be adjusted for the market. Not okay. that the house is really worth less, but that's what the market's calling for. You know, Long Island, mm-hmm. we're on an uptick, so... I went into contract to sell something, and I could have gotten. By the time we closed, I could have definitely gotten fifteen, twenty thousand more if I went into contract at that point. Which oh, is all okay. of a sudden there was no inventory, and prices just kind of shot up in six to eight weeks. Mm. I was okay with that because I just, I just wanted to sell it. But this is what you know. You have to deal with that aspect too. So uh, if you're not in a rush, once you focus on your your new job, and then. The right realtor, I feel like August is going to come, which would play right into what Roseanne, uh, what, what Rose is um, feeling about the about um, September. September. Oh, yeah. That's strict spirit. That's that's what spirit said. Okay, and, okay. and I do need to before you hang up. Um, you, you did mention your mom, and all of a sudden she's like in my awareness. Um, she was sitting in the background, and then. She's stepping forward. Uh, was she about five foot three to five foot four? Um, probably more like five two. <laughs> okay, okay. And mm-hmm. um, was she kind of feisty with her personality? Oh yeah, <laughs> she was. And I feel like she had um, a brother. Oh yeah. Much taller. 
But she would have. She was smaller, but she was like the stronger character. Mm. And I also feel like she comes through. She was talking about her wrist. Was there an issue with the hand or the wrist? Oh. Yeah, oh, my God, I forgot all about that, right? A few months before she died, she had a fractured wrist. Oh, my God. Okay, okay, super. You know, Mom's here. She just, she didn't really kind of step in until after we gave you the advice you needed about the house because that was primary because she doesn't want you to be so stressed out about it. But since she has the opportunity, she's coming through. She's going to send you songs. So start paying attention because you'll pick those up. So you know when she's around, but she wants to be around you even stronger, and she'll start with sending songs. And okay. your father, your did your father like to sing a little bit? Mm, not really. My dad's still here. He's still alive. He just turned 90. Okay, but does he like to sing? Like not that I know of, unless he sings in the shower. I don't know. Yeah, not like full songs, not on the stage, but she say like uh, sometimes like little phrases. He would say them, you know, in a song, cantata uh, verses of the speaking, because she's mentioning that, and um, she just wants to reassure you things are going to work out. And she okay. just likes just to let you know she loves you. Okay. All right. Would would I be able to ask just one more question? I don't want to monopolize you. No, no, go ahead. We're here for. Okay. Um, my I have gotten messages in the past uh, from my mom once or twice, and um, concerning my son, uh, he's having some very serious issues he's had for quite a few years. Uh, just recently, some turn of events very difficult um and you know when when you just said that she said everything's going to turn out okay i just didn't know i wondered if she meant that generically or um i just didn't know if there was if you if you got anything from her about my son keep on top of them is your mom's advice this is what your mother would do if she were in your shoes okay this is your mom's advice, okay? So you take it mm-hmm. as you would if you were sitting at the kitchen table with her. Okay. You understand? Mm-hmm. All right, so, the, you know, the heavens right. won't fall down if you want to handle it a different way. She's just, the way she would handle it and what she's suggesting you do is to stay on top of him. Okay. That's pretty much what I have been doing. But, you know, every now and then I think, oh, prayers I should back too. up. But. Your mom was big on prayers. I pray all the time. Yep. All the time. She was big on prayer. She's just and she's showing me she's got like a prayer circle up there in the world of spirit going for you and him. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Good luck with everything. All right. Thank, thank you. Thank you for it calling was... and thank you for listening tonight. Yes. Thank yeah, you, thank both you. of you. Bye. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye bye. Good luck. Bye-bye. Thank Bye. you. Bye. And now, of course, what would the show be without some input from Joseph? Joseph is oh. here. Hi, Joseph. On the line. Good evening, ladies. Lovely, lovely show. My favorite topic, mediumship. I can relate to almost all the different um, forms of mediumship, except the airports coming from me. I have the table tipping and all that and ectoplasm in my development class for the last 40-some-odd years. But uh, I've received airports at Lilydale, Spiritualist Camp. Are you aware of Lilydale? Um, I know you know about it, Rose. But oh, which, yeah. Have yeah, you I been know. to Lilydale before? Um, I haven't gotten there yet. I was supposed to go up for a seance at Neil Raspalski's, and the plane didn't take off. Oh, I haven't been and there And I years. actually got the impression on the way to the airport to drive straight through and keep driving. But I'm like, well, what am I doing? I got the plane ticket, everything set, and they had engine trouble, so I missed I well, I've been, been there for years and years in my youth and from my 20s into my 40s. I used to go every summer and on a retreat there and my church organization, the General Assembly of Spiritualists, they belong to that as well as the, they belong by the national. Uh, but we also, we also had our picnics and stuff there. But I must tell you, you were on the money tonight. 
everything I was asking Rose online for you to speak about, especially when you spoke about direct voice, there you are. You talked about direct voice. You covered every phase of mediumship and all the questions I was going to bring up or subject matter that I would like to hear about. You're on the money, girl. You're hot tonight. Is it your birthday coming up? He's our mediumship expert. Oh, I know. I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was really delighted. The show is wonderful. Thank you. This is my favorite topic. I love me. I'm still studying it. In fact, um, it's for me, I'm going to be studying it until I have either Alzheimer's or I'm dead. And then I'll study it when I'm dead, when I'm in the world of spirit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, my birthday is coming up. I'm going to be turning the big 5-0. I oh. got my invitation to join the AARP. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> How I've been with them for about how many years My now? insurance it's- company sent me a birthday card. And with my bucket list, number one being get a colonoscopy, I said, oh, this is, you know. Mm -hmm. And I will be at the Arthur Finley College over in England uh, when I turn the big 5-0. I'm leaving next week, and I'll be studying that week with uh, Tony Stockwell. I don't know if you know Tony. Mm, I heard the name. I don't know him personally. I know the name. Lovely, lovely medium, um, very renowned, very good at what he does. I've I've studied with him a couple of times uh, up at Omega. And so I'm really looking forward to, you know, being at the Arthur Finley College and and studying a whole week with him. And my friend is coming with me. She's never been to England, um, medium Bonnie Page. She's over in Massachusetts. So Bonnie and I are going to have a blast. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, I wish you all the best. Yeah, you're up- going to be in almost like a constant state of orgasm when you get there. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> that's one way to look at it. I love your room. I'm it. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I don't have a dirty mind. And when I say that, I mean a constant state of pure joy and bliss. Yes. We won't get into that. Anyway, you're going to love it. <laughs> oh, yeah, Thank beautiful. you. I hope so. Oh, you're going to have a great birthday year. This coming year, your birthday, blessings, and many, many things, things on the horizon coming to you. And you're going to be such a busy bee. So I send you my blessing and salute your divinity. Namaste to you ladies, and I love your show, and I will continue to listen. Thank you for taking Thank my Thank you. Thank you, Joe. You're welcome, dear. Bye-bye now. I think we have one more, and I don't know if we can squeeze this in, but let's see. It's got to be quick. Hi, 805 here on the air. We went to Brook and Rose. Hi, Brook and Rose. This is Donna. My question is... Hi, Donna. Hi, how are you? Hi, Great, Donna. thanks for calling in. What's for you in like thanks. two minutes? <laughs> okay, my my question is, is my money situation going to get better? I'm not working, and I wanted to know maybe a windfall. or I have been lucky in the past where I've won quite a bit of things. Yeah. Um, I'm not feeling that. Tuning in here. I'm sorry to say, but I'm not seeing a windfall for you, Donna. Are you mm-hmm. in between jobs? Or? Yeah, well, yeah, I haven't worked in about three months. Okay, what I did see, Donna, was the word an opportunity oh. for you to get a a job that's going to bring some income in. Oh, that'd be nice. Okay. Yeah, but I didn't see, like, lotto winnings or an inheritance or a windfall. I saw it was you're working again, I feel like within six months and the opportunity presents itself. And you'll be okay. Oh, now I'm you'll hearing a few months back to catch in the saddle again. Yeah, but you'll be okay. Yeah, something's coming. It is. You mean, what do you mean by that? A new opportunity for a job, and you're going to be working again. Uh, oh, maybe okay. not in the time frame that you would like to be, but you know, at the right time, something is going to come to your attention, and you'll be working again. Okay. Also, do you see a relationship coming in real quickly? Because uh, I'm not in a relationship either. You're what, honey? What was the last thing you said? I'm, I'm not in a relationship with a man. I wanted to know if you saw one coming about for me, a relationship. 
I'm getting, uh, that won't happen until you're back working again. First they're going to okay. situate you with your money and your job, and then they'll they'll turn to, you know, the romantic arena of your life. Oh, okay. All right. Well, super. Okay, well, thank you very much. Our pleasure. Best of thank luck. Thank you for calling in. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Well, that wasn't too bad. 8 p.m. on the dot. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, guys, for tuning in, and thank you, people who have been in the chat room. Thanks for tuning in and hanging out in the chat room. We will be back next week, and have a great week. Take care, everyone. Bye. Thank you.